Hey y'all, it's your girl Maria, the Spiritual Homegirl. We're back with another episode of the Spiritual Homegirl Podcast. Now, before we get started, y'all know I can't do any podcast episode without thanking you all for listening. So thank you for listening, boo friend. Out of the tens and thousands of podcasts out there in podcast land since 2016, you've lent me your ears for the last 450 plus episodes whenever you felt like it. And I really appreciate that. So I got a request in my Instagram broadcast channel, the Spiritual Homegirl Hangout. Shout out to y'all. And I asked what topics would y'all like to hear on the podcast and a couple of them popped up and one of them was about healing from traumatic relationships or navigating a healthy relationship after trauma and I thought it was pretty cool because I've talked about domestic violence and things like that for y'all that don't know i work with domestic violence survivors but the advice i'm giving on this episode is not going to be from that perspective this is what a friend would tell a friend because y'all are my boo friends and i'm your spiritual homegirl so that's how we gonna kick it for this episode but i think it's a great topic because as much as i love love and as much as i am a hopeful romantic whether you know single or attached or whatever it is I, i just love love no matter what And I've talked about some of the toxicities of relationships and domestic violence even. And I've talked about dating as well. So this is a really good topic. Not to mention, we're getting close to Valentine's Day. And this is normally when I start having more episodes or more posts on social media or even emails about relationships and communication and things of that nature. And I also understand that this time of year, As we're a little over two weeks out from Valentine's Day, it can make folks feel a little lonely. And, you know, so just right on time, it was perfect. So um, I have another episode that someone suggested, too, and I'm going to bring that up because it's relevant for the time as we are currently under the sun sign of Aquarius. But that's another topic for another day. So, again, just on some advice. I more than likely will probably end up talking about this a little more during... um, the the near future but i have three quick tips the first tip is being realistic be realistic about what happened to you be honest and transparent with yourself don't make any excuses for that person that hurt you it's a it's a thin line between empathy and accountability and sometimes it gets blurred and i can't stand that i can't knock it but i can't stand it either because Sometimes we'll empathize so hard with somebody that we'll forget that they've done something wrong, let alone something wrong to us. And then we won't hold them accountable because of that. We're too busy understanding to move forward at that point. So holding them accountable, even if they don't want to, in terms of being honest about what happened. And also understanding that just because somebody went through some things in their life and just because somebody may or may not had certain people in their life or they've gone through things, it still doesn't give them a right to treat you that way. So being realistic about your past. And giving yourself time and space to heal, which is the next point. Treatment is so important. And when I say treatment, I don't mean just clinical treatment. I just mean like just being able to give yourself the grace and the space to heal. Y'all know I am a person who loves systems in terms of just how things work, right? Whether I agree with it or not, I'm always about a integrated systemic approach to how we look at things. And when it comes to mental health, y'all know I'm a person that feels the same exact way. So if you need a pastor and a spiritual advisor and a peer support group and a psychotherapy group 
and one-on-one sessions with a therapist or counselor. Do your thing. What do they say on social media? Go talk to the lady. <laughs> Go get the help that you deserve. Okay? That's always good. Because sometimes we, and I would say we because I'm never above my own advice, sometimes we'll think we're over something, but we haven't quite processed it fully or at least to a point where we could go through that stage of grief of acceptance and moving forward and then we get into a new relationship and something feels familiar we'll revert back to that old relationship a completely different person completely different energy completely different situation and then that will influence our present and ultimately the future if it gets too extreme and then the third step is slow down I can understand why somebody who has been in a relationship that was traumatic would want the next one to work. Because let's keep this, let's keep this all the way real, right? Nobody wants as, as hopefully romantic as I am. As much as I love love and all that stuff, I, as much as I am a love warrior, do I want to sit here and be dating people just for the sake of dating and then not work and then date again? No. And then date again. No. Get married. No. Like nobody wants to do that. Nobody wants to willingly sign up. And I feel comfortable saying this. Nobody wants to willingly sign up to get to know somebody, fall in love with them, share the most inner parts of themselves, deepest parts of themselves, maybe even disclose some of their own past traumas for understanding only to emotionally invest and bet everything on this relationship only for it not to work. Nobody wants to do that. What does the meme say? I don't have no more talking stages in me left. I can't do another one. Or if it's don't work out, I'm single forever. Nobody wants to do that. Nobody wants to get vulnerable and then end up not having it work. That And that's reasons why folks don't want to be vulnerable sometimes. Because people don't want to keep going through that. It can J people. To expect to be expected to be open and, and vulnerable like that. And it just don't work. So I understand it. I still think you should get healing or treatment for it. You know what I'm saying? In terms of taking care of yourself and getting over that um, as best you can. So you can continue to have that love that you deserve. But you know, that's just me. But sometimes that residue of that old relationship, it'll still be there. So we will end up putting our all well, let's go backwards. It's not uncommon for somebody to give their all into a toxic or traumatic relationship because they really want it to work. Even if the writing is on the wall in terms of, you know, you're not, you don't, this ain't gonna work. You know, even if the red flags are there, the signs are there. Even if the, the friends are trying to tell you, hey, this is not going to work. That person keeps doing this to you while you keep going back. Whatever it is. You might deep down in your heart or even in your spirit, you might know like this, the intuition is, is telling you like this, this ain't it. But you've invested so much, you don't want to waste time. So what do you do? You keep perpetuating the same cycle. You keep going back. You keep trying to just give it your all. There might be some other things that, that's keeping you there. Maybe y'all got kids, you know, whatever it is. Maybe there's some financial dependency there, which is also a little tricky because if they're using, we'll talk about that another time. I want to keep this light, but either way it goes, you literally give everything only for it not to work. So then for some, not all, but for some, you might approach the next relationship like, all right, I don't have another talking stage in me. I don't want to do this again. I'm going to make sure that 
I don't make this person leave or I don't make this person do what the other person did. And what we kind of forget is that. Well, I don't even want to say for I don't even want to say forget what we end up doing sometimes is that we end up kind of morphing back into those same um, people pleasing, bending, compromising behaviors that we did in the old relationship in order to think that we're going to keep this new person in the new relationship. So sometimes we'll come, we'll repeat a pattern, but in a different way. There might not even be any traumatic or experiences or toxicity in this new relationship yet, but we're just so used to the pattern that we end up overcompensating to avoid this happening again. Or, we haven't quite healed from how that person treated us. So now we'll kind of look at certain behaviors as a catch-all for a, a red flag or it'll trigger a wound in us, an abandonment wound, or it might trigger insecurities. And if we haven't processed it fully, we might end up correlating that new person to the old person with zero validity sometimes. It's just that we just know it. We just, oh, I, I, I've seen this before. I know what this is. This has to be it. This has to be a problem. And then sometimes that can cause you to self-sabotage. Because once you start feeling those feelings and you feel insecure, you're feeling abandoned, then the reactions start to get more extreme. Because it's like, dang, not only have I dealt with this before, I'm dealing with it now. So it kind of perpetuates itself in certain situations. So go slow with the new relationship. Now, some people ask, should you tell your new partner if you've been in a traumatic situation? It depends. It depends because it goes back to what we said about vulnerability, right? Am I saying be an open book for whoever wants to read you? No, because you got to be discretionary about who gets to open your book and turn your pages because all readers are not the same. But I should probably do an episode about that. I think I will. But also, you know, it takes a level of trust to get to that point, you know? Until you can qualify that person on your own, discern that other, that new person as somebody that cannot hurt you with your truth and not manipulate you with your truth. Because it's unfortunately, it's a possibility because you don't really know the motives until they show themselves. Then I would do what works best for you on that. But, um, but yeah, so those are my three tips. My three tips are being realistic about your past and what happened. Also being realistic about what you're going through now. Like who you are now, what's going on now, what this relationship is now. Um, also getting some help for that to process if you need it. And then the third one is slow down. So that third, the other thing with that third tip of slowing down is if you went through a toxic relationship for like two years, don't expect marriage within six months from this next person. I just, so it's possible. Anything's possible, but that setting the whole expectations thing that's a surefire way to get disappointed, okay? Don't expect someone to, like, this is the one. This is this has to be the one. I went through so much. I deserve a happy ending. We all do. Nothing wrong with wanting a happy ending for your life, especially if you've gone through something hard. But just don't put that added pressure on yourself by now associating a time frame with how that happily ever after will happen, okay? Just goes back to just going slow and taking it one day at a time. So don't forget to complete the podcast survey. It's the first link in my show notes. And I will catch you all tomorrow. 
This has been another episode of the Spiritual Homegirl Podcast. My name is Maria, the Spiritual Homegirl. And remember, boo friends, trust the journey, trust yourself, and whatever you do, do it with love, okay? Love y'all. Peace.